1: Hey guys, what's happening? It's Dr. Santa here with Raphael Johnson, as usual. It's Thursday, December 23rd, a couple days before Christmas. Roth, did you not get the memo that uh, you were supposed to wear the most ridiculous-looking holiday garb you could find for this?
2: I got it. I just ignored it. I'm <laughs> Sorry.
1: Well, I mean, that's 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 generally the way to go when it comes yeah. to uh, business related emails anyway, <laughs> pretend like you didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And then wait for somebody to tell you that, Hey, uh, you've got to take that, that training class, that online training class before the end of the year. So there you go. crank that out. <laughs> what's happening. What, what's going on? You got any holiday holiday plans?
2: No, it's basically just stay home and, and stay healthy. That's the most I'm willing to do this year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> stay home and stay out of the protocol.
2: Exactly. Yes
1: protocol you know who knew 2 years ago that protocol was going to be the term we write more than any other word like like it's sort of like um as to Anthony Davis his locker room mm-hmm. as to NBA basketball protocol yeah. thing so it's pretty wild where we are so many guys in news uh this Thursday morning Roth, that James Harden is actually out of the protocols and it looks like he's allowed to play for the Nets again along with uh the Knicks RJ Barrett and Obi Toppin so that's good on the other hand Nikhil Alexander Walker and Enos Freedom formerly known as Enos Cantor or Enos some people call him yeah, Enos yeah I call him Enos it's probably Enos they're back they're in the the protocol so they're going to be out for a minute so what's the status I didn't even look before we came on what Is Brooklyn playing on, they're playing on Christmas day, right?
2: Brooklyn will have nine players available on Christmas day as of right now. That's the expectation. So you're looking at guys like Harden, Paul Millsap, Blake Griffin, Patty Mills should be available. Um, Those are probably the most noteworthy names in terms of fantasy value on that roster, but yeah, James is probably, I hope he iced up his left shoulder while he was in protocol because he's going to get all the shots he can handle Saturday. And he's probably going to be fine with that too.
1: You think, I, I think uh, he'll be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. Lakers and Nets, they, they're the prime time eight o'clock game after your, mm-hmm. after your, you know, Christmas day holiday is winding down and, and all the food is put away and the, the trash is picked up. It's, it's time to sit down it's dad time, right? To to watch some Nets, yeah. Nets Lakers. Everybody's going to be there. It looks like, except for um, except for Anthony Davis for the Lakers. Um, hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Well, welcome back, James Harden. Well, let's go ahead and get into this. It was normally when we convene on Thursdays that we're coming off a massive busy night in the NBA, but oddly enough, with Christmas being this week. Thursday night is the big night. Wednesday night was really kind of slow. There were only five games thanks to one of the six being uh, postponed. One thing that I thought was crazy that happened on Wednesday night was Robin Lopez started at center for the Orlando Magic. He had 10 points, five boards, 11 assists, a steal, and a block. The 11 assists are a career high. Ralph, I'm not going to lie. I wrote up this, this blurb last night and just glanced at his box score and just assumed he, he had 10, 10 points and 11 boards for a second yeah. straight double, double, and then about a half hour later, something clicked in my head. Like, wait, something's not right with Robin Lopez, <laughs> 11 assists to lead the team. I can't believe, um, that he did that and that's a career high. So any thoughts on Robin Lopez? We know that Wendell Carter, Jr. Cole Anthony and. The big man, Mo Bamba, they're all out right now. So, would you throw Robin Lopez into a lineup?
2: Oh, for sure. Because of the Carter and Bamba absences. You know, you're not going to expect 11 assists on a nightly basis, obviously. But, like you noted, you see a double double from Robin Lopez, you're going to assume it's points and rebounds. And you get that type of production or something close to it, you'll definitely take it. Because, you know, DFS, that might be a good 25 points right there. Then you add maybe you get a steal in the block as well. I don't think it'll take too much for a player like him in this type of position to get you 30 points at a at a pretty affordable price, I think.
1: One thing about the Magic, and we got a couple more Magic players to talk about real quick, but the Magic are one of the few teams that still have two games left this week. They've got one Thursday night, and then they also play on Sunday. Hmm. That means Robin Lopez is in play. Chuma O'Kiki. Yes had 12 points, five boards, and assists. He had six steals again and two three-pointers. Now, he only hit five of 14 shots. Magic beat the you know the Hawks, who were missing everyone. But Okiki has 14 steals over his last three games. He's getting a ton of run with those big guys out that we mentioned. Taron Ross has also been out. Um, again, Orlando has two games this week. Okiki looks like a must-have, must-play player to me. He's been
2: close to top 50 over the last two weeks, according to Basketball Monster. So, yeah, he's definitely in that must-have category. 48% roster in Yahoo, so it's not going to be too difficult to find him outside of your ultra-competitive leagues right now, either.
1: Yeah, and uh, Franz Wagner, again, went crazy. Uh, 25 points to lead the Magic, and, I mean, he looks great, man. I think he's going to have a pretty long... NBA career he looks he looks really good and then uh some dude named BJ Johnson uh hit six to seven shots for a career high 14 points four boards and two three pointers he did all that in 16 minutes that is I I don't care how depleted the magic are I don't think you want to mess with BJ Johnson
2: the pride of LaSalle University No, you don't. But um, as for Wagner, I think he's underrated. You know, you look at these rookie power rankings and whatnot. Obviously, you're going to have Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes at the top of the list, as you should. But I think Wagner deserves a little bit more discussion for that number three spot than he's received. You know, obviously, Cade Cunningham played well. He's hit a bit of a rough spot. But Wagner has been kind of a steady player throughout the season thus far. And I think he's a bit underrated in the eyes of some folks when we're talking about rookie of the year or all rookie team type guys.
1: I totally agree with that. And I think part of the reason is Wagner's looked at as sort of like a Tyler Hero guy, like mm-hmm. a three point specialist. But he's he's more than that, I think. And he's he's played really well from the get go this year. I think him and and Josh Giddy, and then the other two guys, Scotty and and. Uh, Mowgli. Mobley. Yeah. I think those are the four rookies that, yeah, I'd be happy having any of those four on my team. And I, I could see any of them ending up being rookie of the year. Although I think Mobley and, and Scotty are going to get all the all the hype. I don't think that Giddy or Wagner really has a great chance of winning it, but you never know. Another another who he played for moment last night was, uh, is it has-
2: Hassani Gravett? Hassani
1: Gravett, yeah. <laughs> Started at point guard for the Magic. Eight points, five boards, five assists, two threes. Not a bad line. Mm-hmm. Played 25 minutes. Uh, obviously, the Magic are out of point guards. Yeah. So, again, he's he's sort of like there with BJ Johnson. I'm not messing with Gravette. But if you threw him in your DFS lineup uh, on a wing and a prayer on Wednesday night, he probably didn't hurt you. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't go crazy. But interesting. These are interesting times, Ralph. I mean, this is like... This is like what it's like to try to blurb NBA games on that final Tuesday and Wednesday of the season because yeah. it always ends on Wednesday. And you've got – everybody's resting, and you've got these guys that, you know, the casual fan has never heard of. Mm-hmm. Some some actual fans have never heard of. Um, and it just – it's like that – it's going to be that way every game. And then tonight, what, there's 11 games, I think, tonight. And that's just going to be a long night of writing up guys – and like Jonas was Jonas last time was like, be careful. Don't spend too much time writing up these games because, you know, a week from now, none of mm-hmm. none of these guys are going to matter. So it's, it's really uh, coming down to trying to catch lightning in a bottle with, with most of these guys. Okay. um uh, I don't know about you, Roth, but I watched that Atlanta Hawks game on Wednesday night and yeah, they got beat by the magic. It wasn't pretty. Trey young was out. Clint Capella was out. Kevin Herter was out. I mean, they're just, depleted uh but cam reddish uh he just looks like a player man like he was so aggressive on wednesday night and he was so confident he busted a bunch of threes scored a career high 35 34 points uh four rebounds four assists two blocks hit six triples um really looked great like i i think he's gonna be a player man
2: uh long term or are we talking short term like short term
1: I think eventually he's going to figure it all out and and get some of these guys out of his way, uh, and he's going to be a player. I think he's better than people think he is.
2: I just think a lot of us have kind of stopped waiting for the eventually he's going to figure it out part just because it, it seems like whenever he takes a step forward, there's an injury that happens. So I think it's more of like a cautious optimism approach that I'm taking personally. He looked outstanding last night, and obviously in the short term, he's a guy that, you have to have fantasy wise what happens when that rotation is whole again we'll see but you know for now he's a must-have guy especially if referees are going to allow John Collins to get fouled 10 times in a row but only call about two of them <laughs> so yeah you know Reddish I think tonight in Philadelphia even though that could be a tough matchup in terms of defensive assignment he may see it's still a game where you want to have him in your lineup for sure
1: yeah, I agree, and I was able to pick Cam up in a couple mm-hmm. of leagues uh, last night and this morning. He may be sitting out there in yours. Uh, the Hawks play tonight, Thursday night, and they also play on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So you get two games out of Cam. Hawks are still depleted, although those guys can come back any day now. Yeah. I think you grab Cam. There's a reason that he's sitting on the waiver wire mm-hmm. a lot of leagues. He, he's he been very inconsistent. Health is always an issue. But, man, at some point, if he can – get the right spot in that depth chart, I think he's going to be a really good player.
0: Dietz Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way.
1: Roth, give the gift that keeps on giving, the NBC Sports Edge Plus this holiday season. Get 15% off annual subscriptions when you use the code HOLIDAY15 at checkout. This offer turns to coal on December 31st, so visit NBCSportsEdge.com slash Edge Plus today. And remember, all of our premium tools for fantasy, DFS, and betting are included in one low Edge Plus subscription. Roth, your guy, Kevin Love. I know you love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, kept it going on Wednesday. Had 18 points, 12 boards, a steal, and a three-pointer. The Cavs are 19 and 13 on the season. I, To me, that's one of the biggest surprise, the surprises uh, in the NBA this season. I really can't believe that it's happening. Do you trust uh, Kevin Love going forward? I mean, he's, this 20 minutes a night thing is working wonders for him so far.
2: I trust Kevin Love and I trust the Cavaliers. Um, As I mentioned on a podcast last week, they played the toughest schedule in the NBA. It kind of changed up the last week or so, but they they were playing well against a very difficult schedule. And I think now, as long as they stay healthy, you know, and not really have any major injuries outside of the Colin Sexton uh, season ender, I think this is a team that's going to be one of the, I don't think they will be in a class of say a Brooklyn or Philadelphia or or Milwaukee, but that second group four through six, I kind of feel like it's up for grabs and Cleveland can definitely be in the mix. Darius Garland's been outstanding. Uh, Isaac O'Quarrow's come on. They're getting good production from Chetty Osmond. Jared Allen's playing at like a borderline all-star level, I think, you know, before he went down. So they've got good pieces, you know, um, JB Bickerstaff has done well, I think, right there with Monty Williams and Steve Kerr in terms of like coach of the year candidates. So I trust Cleveland and I trust Kevin Love to kind of continue in this not really limited role, but he can kind of give you the max in 20 minutes. But I don't think he could do that in 30 to 33 minutes if you were playing that much.
1: Yeah, I did not trust Kevin Love at all coming into the season. I still mm-hmm. have I still have my suspicions and my my doubts, but I mean, you just made a good case and and he's playing well. Hmm. So I mean, good job, Kevin Love. Way to <laughs> way to keep it going with your gray hair and gray beard. Good job. Our time lord, Robert Williams, did it last night, Roth, didn't he? He finally, it finally happened. It all came to be Like I remember talking to Adam Schefter with Straub last year on this podcast, and we were all just salivating about the time lord <laughs> and the fact that he can do incredible things. And last night. Uh, He hit 10 to 12 shots, had 21 points, 11 boards, seven assists, two steals, two blocks against your Cavaliers. Um, That's his first double-double since way back on November 13th. So are we going to start getting this on a regular basis?
2: I think we can. Uh, For me, the biggest eye-opener was a seven assist. He's averaging 1.4 per game. So that's not something you're going to count on from him on a nightly basis. If he can get you – Up to two or maybe even three assists, that'll be really good. But I think that's going to be difficult once they get Al Horford back in the rotation. Um, He's currently out due to health and safety protocols, of course. But, yeah, I see no reason why Robert Williams can't be a double-double guy, even if it's just 15 and 10. I I think that's well within reach for him, um, even when Horford's back in the lineup.
1: Yeah, and Ennis Freedom Cantor is is gone, yeah. so we don't know when Horford's coming back. So, yeah, I think this is a, another big opportunity for the Time Lord right now. So go get them. Staying in Boston, Romeo Langford, Indiana University product, started for the Celtics on Wednesday. Had 11 points, nine boards, two steals, and a block. Played 31 minutes. Uh, Josh Richardson is in the protocol. What do you make of Langford? Does he have a chance to... to Dick in the starting lineup, you know, after Christmas?
2: I'm going to lean no, um, because it's not like Horford was playing at a level where he would need to be dropped from the lineup once he comes back. And I'll, I look at those wings, Langford, Josh Richardson, Aaron Neesmith, kind of the same to me. Hey, they do some things a little bit differently, but from a production standpoint, you may get the occasional big night. Uh, Richardson scored 27 a couple of games back. Uh obviously Langford played well last night, but I don't see any of one of those three being a player that I would be willing to count on on a consistent basis, and I don't know if any of them are going to be starting either.
1: Ralph, you know how I told you about my dog Thor and how he's super chill and never makes any noise. He's he's on the chair next to me, growling because somebody opened the front door. Oh, <laughs> so he he's about to go ballistic any second. I can't wait for it to happen. Uh, okay, Boston has one game left this week. By the way, it looks like that is when is that
2: Christmas? Correct. I think Milwaukee
1: Christmas Day against the Bucks. Yeah. that is correct. Um, okay, so Boogie Cousins right mm-hmm. started again for the Bucks. Hit seven of thirteen shots hit a three-pointer. He had 18 points, eight rebounds, and a block in 28 minutes. Bobby Portis is out. Giannis is out. So first of all, what do we make of Boogie Cousins? Like, Is he a must-add fantasy player right now?
2: I don't know if I'm willing to put him in that must-add category just yet. Like, I can certainly understand anyone who does just because of the whole availability factor and the pieces that Milwaukee's currently without. But I'd like to see a little bit more from him in terms of consistency, you know, before I, kind of hop on that bandwagon.
1: I'm with you. I I think if you're, if you have uh, centers that are out Mm -hmm. and you need a center to plug in your lineup on Christmas day, go grab boogie and and let it rip. Uh, Actually they play tonight too. They play Mm -hmm. uh, the Mavericks on Thursday night. So, so boogie has two games left. I mean, if you want to pick up boogie for, for the next three days, I'm I'm down with that. Like I I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. Um Jordan Noora also started for the Bucks. 18 points, nine boards of steal, and four three pointers. What do you think about him?
2: And he dropped the man. Armani Brooks, I'm sorry I had to do it to you, but wow. Yeah, he, he did that as well. Um I think I'm a little bit more comfortable adding Noora than I would be cousins right now. Uh just because even with Milwaukee, you know, being in a, a tougher situation at the center spot, they're also down some wings as well. Like, I'm not sure if Chris Middleton's gonna play tonight um, because bringing him back from the injury and having him play three games in four days seems a bit counterproductive to me, but obviously he definitely could go out there still. But if he sits, I think that's even more reason to have Nora on your lineup in your lineup. So I'm all in on Jordan Noura right now. That may change once you get guys like Giannis and Dante DiVincenzo back, but for now, Definitely go get Jordan Moore,
1: Ralph, we I mean, we're going to take a quick question. Uh, do I start Robin Lopez or Mitchell Robinson tonight? Head to head points.
2: What What do you think about that? Oh man, I would go Mitchell Robinson. I think, but yeah, I, I, I'd go Mitchell. But I kind of you kind of prepare yourself to be burned because he's had some games in the past where it seems like everything's set up for him to have a big night, and he just craters. So. I would still go Mitchell Robinson, you know, give him a shot. Give him a run out there tonight.
0: Yeah, I would too. Dietz Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way.
3: Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
2: of a detour.
1: Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter a special Christmas edition of our pick and roll contest. It's free and you have a chance to win $50,000. So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it right now. Raf, Nikola Jokic. This, this, the theme of this, this podcast has kind of been uh, Scrubs Assemble, NBA Scrubs Assemble. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the guy I'm going to talk about right now is not an NBA scrub. He's Nikola Jokic. He's a monster. He's been amazing. Uh, but Michael Malone got ticked off at the Nuggets last night, benched everybody, didn't care if he won the game or not. It was sort of like an old school Bob Knight move, I felt like. Um, Jokic finished the game with 13.7 boards, two blocks in 25 minutes. They got whooped by the Thunder. Um, did you know that Nikola Jokic was actually just like a human being?
2: Um, No, not really. Um, I just wish I would have known that Michael Malone was going to pull a Roley Massimino before I set my lineup. You know, those of you not aren't familiar with the story, Roley pulled his starters late regular season game at Pitt in 1985. They got beat pretty good, and a couple weeks later, they beat Georgetown to win a national title. So not saying that happens with the Nuggets here, but I'm sure Malone's hoping for a similar spark. So. I'm not, Obviously, you're not going to be worried about Jokic, maybe a few of the other guys in that roster that are playing prominent roles, like a Will Bartner and Aaron Gordon, you may be worried about them getting pulled, but Jokic, not so much. Uh, you
1: know, I have tons of stupid, crazy stories. Uh, some of them don't even seem believable. But one of them is that my wife, when we were in college, had an internship in Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. she worked in the Spectrum. And she like worked with Raleigh Massimino (laughs) and like got to know Raleigh Massimino during that time. And then something else crazy, ACDC Mm -hmm. shot their Money Talks video at the Spectrum. They played the song like 20 times in a row, (laughs) kept filming it over and over. And my wife and and this other girl that we went to college with are actually in the ACDC Money Talks video. Nice. Okay, Uh, (laughs) let's move on here. Eric Bledsoe started with Reggie Jackson and Luke Kennard out for the for the Clippers. He had 19 points, eight boards, seven assists. He had a three-pointer. Bledsoe coming off the bench doesn't do anything for me mm-hmm. in terms of fantasy, but if he's going to be starting for a minute, I, I can get back on board with him. Any, any thoughts? I, I don't even know.
2: The only reason I have to trust him is that they really don't have anyone else right now. Obviously, Paul George is back, but he's going to need help. So I guess for for that last game of the week, you might as well go get Bledsoe if you need a guard and you need some production. But, yeah, it's not a a decision that would really excite me.
1: Yeah, and I think with all these guys, with 11 games on Thursday night and all these these guys, all these options out there, I mean, I'm not sure you need to mess with Eric Bledsoe, but you can if you want to. (laughs) um speaking of guys I don't want to mess with Serge Ibaka came off the bench Marcus Morris is out Isaiah Hartenstein is out um Serge Ibaka had his best game of the season last night Roth 17 points five boards two three-pointers hit seven of nine shots Clippers only have one more game this week it's on Sunday knowing that they only have one game left this week I don't really I'm not messing with blood. or Ibaka mm-hmm. and I feel like this Ibaka thing you know he's on a personal leave. It looked like he was out of the rotation and almost done for the season, but then they brought him back the game before last, and he he's playing again, mm. and he actually played well Thursday night. So he's just a guy maybe you you think about taking a look at.
2: Yeah, the good news for him is that he'll have a couple of days to rest. Um, you know, given how much the back has been an issue for him, but yeah, another one where if you have to do it, go ahead, but it's not something I would rush to the waiver wire to complete.
1: Okay, the Kings, Chemezi Metu had 11 points, 10 boards, and a steal in 31 minutes on Wednesday. He's played pretty well in five straight games. The Kings play one more time this week. It's on Sunday against the Grizzlies. Um, Rashawn Holmes was back on Wednesday wearing goggles. Says he may wear goggles the rest of his career. Um, Terrence Davis, Marvin Bagley, De'Aaron Fox, and Davion Mitchell are all out. Can we trust Metu going forward?
2: I would. Um, I think the big question is whether or not the Kings will keep him in a rotation once some of those guys you mentioned come back. But for the time being, I would definitely, you know, go in. If he, if he can get Jemezi Metz, go ahead and do it because, like you noted, he's been playing some good basketball and he's made it really tough on them, you know, to kind of take him out of the rotation, which you what you want to see if you're going to roll the dice on a guy like that.
1: We talk about him every week in at least one of our one of our podcasts and you know he's in the rotation he's out of the rotation he's playing well he's not playing well he's kind of been all over the place but he's fun man i i, I like watching watching him play for the kings so there at least is that uh buddy heald has been starting with the fox out is buddy Heald somebody you're interested in messing with once fox
2: is back not really because i really haven't seen too much of an improvement with regard to those stats outside of the points and three pointers. I think with, with Fox down, that was something that you kind of hope for, but it really hasn't happened. Um, he's had some decent scoring nights, but it's not really enough. I think six boards and three assists last night and he had a full line. So I'll give him that. But overall, uh, nah, once Fox is back, I, I don't really know if I'll be trusting him outside of extremely deep leagues.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm sort of with you there. Um, I mean, they have so many guards in Sacramento that it's making it really hard for Buddy Heald to do, do what he needs to do. Jeremiah Robinson Earl for the Thunder had 14 points, nine boards of steel, and a three-pointer. Darius Baisley, my guy, 7-11 shots and a three-pointer, had 17 points, 11 boards, and two blocks on Wednesday. Is it time to jump on either one of those guys?
2: Um. Baisley, yes, because he's starting. JRE has been starting as well, but that, I don't know, that rotation at the center spot between he, Derek Favors, and Mike Muscala was out recently. I, I, I know eventually it'll clean itself up and, and Robinson Earl will get the majority of those minutes, but I would rather wait on him and go get Baisley now for that reason.
1: Baisley has looked really aggressive lately. The blocks have been there, the the boards. He's just been playing really well. I got so much going on, Ralph. I got dogs growling. I've got (laughs) my my 14-year-old son is home because it's Christmas break, and he's he's going crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But Baisley has looked really good in his last two games. And I feel like Baisley and Luke Dort have a hard time playing well together in the same game. It's sort of like one of them goes off and the other doesn't. Mm I feel like uh, – and Dort was super hot there and Baisley went away, and now Baisley's coming on and Dort's quieted down a little bit. I still want Lou Dort as my primary option uh, of those three guys we talked about, but, but I'm, I'm all about some Baisley after that too. Ralph, we're headed down the stretch, the backstretch of the NFL season and the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet has you covered with the Sunday Night 7. We're giving you a shot to win a million dollars every Sunday night throughout the rest of the <laughs> regular season. It's free and easy to play, so predict what will happen between the Washington football team and the Cowboys for a chance to win. Download the day from your app store or visit NBCSports.com predictor to get it. Okay, Ralph, we're heading, heading down the stretch of this podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Do you have any super sleeper flyer picks for Thursday's crazy 11 game slate?
2: I'm going to go with Billy Hernan Gomez down in new orleans because the pelicans are without jonas falanchinas non-covid illness uh, hernan gomez has had some decent contributions off the bench it feels like a good opportunity to get him if you play dfs he should have a pretty pretty affordable price i think so you know kind of save yourself some money for other positions so i think billy really hernan gomez is my guy for wednesday for thursday slate
1: yeah i think that's a great call and i've got um I've got Jokic in my DFS lineup right now. I also had Nikhil Alexander Walker mm-hmm. in there. He's out. He's in the he's in the protocols. So I need to move things around. I think I like that call on Willie Hernan Gomez because he's going to be super cheap. Um, Jokic is one of the most expensive players there is, and I think you would get not not similar or equal production, but Hernan Gomez should have a good night. Mm-hmm. Like he should put up a number. So. I'm with you. I think I might uh, go ahead and do that with you. Um, I'm kind of feeling some of these Detroit Pistons uh, on Thursday night. I think Saban Lee, because Kate Cunningham is out, uh, Saban Lee has a chance to do something. I'm going to do Diallo is in my DFS lineup. Mm-hmm. He played really well in his previous game. And then Sadiq Bay has been playing so well, I think he should be rostered everywhere right now. Yeah. Um, so those three... Pistons are all very intriguing to me right now. Of course, uh Jalen Brunson with no Luca is gonna be very popular, but he, his price tag's getting up there. Uh Max Struess, who when you and I worked together on Tuesday night, I believe. Yes. Uh, I had asked you who should be the pickup of the day. And then you answered me twenty-four <laughs> hours later because you didn't see the note. Mm-hmm. You said, I would have still I would have told you Max Struess, and that's who I went with. So mm-hmm. I think Max Struess or the Miami Heat, is somebody else who is an interesting play right now. And along with Jalen Brunson from the Mavericks, I think Dorian Finney-Smith is also a guy that you've got to look at because the Mavs are just so depleted. And something else I noticed when I was throwing this together last night is the Spurs don't have anybody. They don't have a red cross by any of their players. Everybody is healthy. And, you know, they play – in a state where everything is wide open mm-hmm. and it's just it's just weird. Like nothing nothing makes sense in the NBA right now, Ralph. Yeah. Ralph, do you have a do you have any shout outs for today?
2: I don't have a shout-out but there's a question in the chat. Should he start Shangoon or PJ Washington tonight? Mm-hmm. I would start PJ Washington. Um, I know they're playing in Denver and Denver should be a bit fired up after what happened to them last night, but I think Washington I I like him a little bit better in that matchup than shang going up against the Pacers when you've got Sabonis and Turner to possibly have to deal with. So I would go PJ Washington personally.
1: And PJ's kind of cooled off. Like he was hot. He was a must start. I've got him on several teams. I was, I was playing him in DFS. Mm -hmm. He's really cool off a little bit, but I don't think he's done. So I'm okay. You know, Mason Plumlee being back, um, has kind of eaten into a little bit of what PJ does. But I'm with you. I I feel like um, PJW, I I would start him over Shingun because Shingun is just, he's so hit or miss, you just never know what you're going to get. Let's do one more question while we're here, Ralph. Would you trade DeJounte Murray, who is maybe the hottest player in the NBA right Mm -hmm. now, for Damian Lillard? Lillard might be back, but I want to keep DeJounte.
2: Yeah, you need to keep DeJounte. James looked a little bit – he's had the abdominal issue in the past. He had some good games, but we never know when that's going to flare up. And the way that Portland's played, who's to say they don't don't eventually shut him down for an extended period at some point? So, yeah, we don't know when C.J. McCollum's going to be back either, so that's something else to consider as a possible shutdown if they continue to struggle. But, yeah, you keep DeJounte Murray. He's already tied the franchise record for triple-doubles in a season, I think, with six. Stay, stay with that.
1: Yeah, and um, DeJounte Murray is number 18 on Basketball Monsters yeah. rankings. Uh, that's that's pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty good. Uh, where's Dame? Dame's 30. And Dame, you know, it's funny. When, when we were doing the podcast the other day, Matt said something like, oh, the, the abdominal injury is behind him. And I'm not throwing Matt under the bus. But, I mean, this is, injury has been lingering around for, like, uh, over a year. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to go away in a mysteriously in a week when he's been playing. So I, I still think injuries are a concern with Dame, and Dejounte Murray. He's already, like you said, set the six triple doubles, set the record for San Antonio. We're still in December, yeah. so he's he's going to continue to go off. So that's a good question. I mean, mm-hmm. I I think I think your head may tell you, oh man, I got a chance to get Dame Lillard. Yeah. And I only have to give up to Murray, but I I would not do that right now. Uh Roth, my shout-out, since you don't have one, I'm gonna go give a shout-out to Tyrese Halliburton, man. Let's yes. let's let's make a trade in Sacramento and get some of those guards out of there and let this kid play. Uh four straight 20-point double doubles with assists. Um Man, he on Wednesday he had twenty-two points, three boards, thirteen assists, a block, and three three three-pointers. He's been out of his mind in this four-game run since De'Aaron Fox has been out. And I'm gonna, I'm fine with De'Aaron Fox continuing to sit out if we get to watch uh, (laughs) Tyrese do this. Fair enough. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, that's it. I hope everybody has a good holiday and enjoys the five. NBA games on Christmas Day. We will see what happens after that uh, because I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Raf, have a good one. Any, right. any any parting words?
2: No. Um, happy holidays to all the viewers and listeners. And thank you guys for tuning in every day to all of our podcasts. It's really appreciated.
1: Yeah, and they're fun. All right. Thanks, everybody. Raf, have a good one.
2: You right, You too.